Hey everybody, welcome to the Coming Out Forums. I'm Dr. Lisa Cook. I am your host. I'm elated today to be sharing with you as our focus is women supporting women getting to their next level by being real and authentic. Here we believe the truth is undisputed. We believe the truth in our lives needs to be shared and as we reveal that truth, we can walk on our purpose and our power. We have so much power waiting for us just for us to tap into it. With that being said, everyone, let's start coming out. Well, I want to welcome you guys today. Um, Typically what I do on the podcast is I have a special guest, but today I was led to have this dialogue, have this conversation with you about this topic. It's time to give faith another chance. I firmly believe based on what's happening in our world today, that it's going to take faith to move us forward in many areas of our lives. We are living through a pandemic. We have been in this space for almost two years, going into another potential wave of a new string of this virus. And many people are suffering from depression. Many people have dealt with significant loss of family members, of resources, of jobs, of businesses. People have seen a darkness through this time that is not not like we have experienced for ourselves in this generation before. And so I really believe it's going to take faith to move us forward in many areas of our lives. And so I would like for us to consider what it means to give faith another chance. So what if you're battling with depression, anxiety, stress, or seeking emotional wellness, and you feel as you're struggling, you're hanging on by a thread, and you have no space in your life to go to counseling, even to utilize a higher level of clinical care, such as intensive outpatient or inpatient services, because you yourself hold the responsibilities to your world to maintain your household and care for others in your life. What if you have been through childhood or adult trauma? You've been through the trauma of losing a loved one in this time of COVID. You've been through the trauma of an unexpected death of a family member or friend. You've been through the trauma of your jobs being taken away from you, your resources being gone, your housing being taken away. You have been through the trauma and you're haunted by this pain. You're haunted by this loss. For some of us, this is a lot. But for some of us with this childhood trauma, this adulthood trauma, we may find ways to recreate the trauma in our lives and continue to punish ourselves. What if your financial situation is unstable and you're you're not in the position that you want to be or you need to be and you keep finding yourself being depleted your resources are being depleted and you keep trying to find solutions but you seem not to be making progress what if you move and shake in your life without any consideration of your faith or where your faith could be limited because your default wiring is that you just handle things on your own strength you only consider god for help when things seem too big for you to handle in this life if you're facing personal financial, relational, emotional, physical, or even psychological issues or challenges, I would like for you to please take in consideration the concept that it may be time for me, for you, for I, to give faith another chance. So you may be thinking, okay, Dr. Lisa Cook, I have faith, and I believe, and so how can I give faith another chance when I'm already deploying faith in my life? Well, my rebuttal, my question to you would be the fundamental point that you want to consider is what is faith? What is faith for you? For some of us, faith comes from a biblical standpoint. 
And you can find in the scriptures, in this one particular scripture that says Hebrews 11 and 1, and this I'm going to share with you a couple of different versions, but this version is the, new, the Good News translation. To have faith is to be sure of things we hope for, to be certain of things we cannot see. In the message version, it says the fundamental fact of existence is that trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. And then in the amplified version, it says now faith is the assurance, the title and deed, a confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality faith comprehends as fact what we cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Well, if you understand in the biblical standpoint of view, uh, this word faith in this scripture, in this context, is written from the Greek language, and it's pistis. And this word means to have this strong faith, this confidence, this fidelity, this faithfulness. It is a noun. And I want to make sure you understand it is a noun. It's accompanied by the next word, faith is which is a verb, and that is an action verb. That is a continual action of saying something exists. It is a noun that it exists. It continually exists. It's not something that comes and goes. It exists in the context of this scripture, in the context of this Greek language as we understand this word. It goes on in these scriptures to give you words like assurance, which means in the Greek language, a setting under, a concretely essence of something. It is something that's firm in our lives and it, it goes and says we hope for which is used in the passive tense of the verb which means something that um, happens to us it's a unexpected it's, a, it's an expectation excuse me something that we have hope in and then we have this word certainty which is another noun it is the possibility the persuasion it is the proof of something that's there and then finally we see that faith is something that we cannot see so it's a it's a noun that is existing and we have an assurance it's something that we cannot so we can't perceive it with our own eyes so what does that mean <clears throat> it means that faith is a belief a trust a firm persuasion a confidence it is an assurance a firm conviction it is a noun it's, it's so it's something that we do it's something that we possess it's faith it's a continual active part of you and i it's a part of our lives we exist by faith it's our Faith is our foundation of assurance of or our confidence that we have, meaning that this thing that undergirds our faith, this assurance, this is a confidence of something we hope for, really that assurance is that empirical evidence of what we have hoped for, the things we have experienced, things we look for, the things that we know. It is backed by this power, presence, and the profound truth of God is. We think about this. It's the historical revelations of answered prayers. It's the previous experience of joy that we've had in our life and the relief of things that have happened, of things and we've seen things come to fruition. We've achieved these goals. We know that things can happen. This is the assurance. This is the assurance that we have of this thing we exist in, in faith. It's the assurance that God is working things out, even when we cannot see it. No matter what the situation in our lives or someone else's life, we recognize through the biblical standpoint that God is working and the outcome is at hand. So let's just think about this. Maybe you don't ascribe 
to the biblical or spiritual point of view. And that's okay, because however, faith still exists for you. From a practical standpoint, you can look up that word faith in an Oxford dictionary. You can Google it. We know we can Google everything today. It's still considered a noun. It really means a complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And so think about that. Each day we live in, in this thing called I call operating faith. What's an example of that? We have faith that when we go into our car and we turn on our ignition, that our car will start and it's going to drive correctly. We have faith when we sit in a chair that it's been built in a certain way that when we sit in there, that it will hold our frame successful and we will not fall to the floor. We have faith when we put food in our bodies that our stomachs will get enough nourishment that we will be full and satisfied. As a matter of fact, some of us have faith, some of us may not, but that when we go to the doctor and they advise us of our, of an given us clinical recommendations to the thing that's ailing us at that time, that we follow those instructions, we will get better. See, we operate in this thing called operating faith every day. But I would just argue that there are elements of our lives, of our personal selves, that we could carry doubt or we could have a lack of faith, whether it's in God, ourselves, or positive outcomes that can transpire in our lives. And when we think about it, with this pandemic and life itself that we're dealing with, we've been faced with a faith crisis. Meaning, who do we go to when life brings unexpected challenges? What, what are our thoughts when we think seem that things are unfavorable in our lives? How diligent are we in creating solutions when the same issue seems to arise over and over and over again in our lives? Hmm. I often ask my listeners, or my guests rather, to share their story. Essentially, how did you get to this space in your life? What is the reason why? And I started to ponder this for myself because I recognize in my truth that I've been praying for my family. I've been praying for my daughter and others that I love. And it seems that the issues continue to linger. I've been asking for growth in my own life, working towards my own personal growth and was hitting a brick wall. And so, you know, I am Dr. Lisa Cook. I am your host of the Coming Out Forums. I'm a business owner of Life Impact Circles, relationship coaching with my daughter. I'm a published author of Coming Out, How to Reclaim Your Power and Live Your Authentic Truth to Create Life Impact. I'm a published journal writer. I'm a healthcare leader. I'm an African-American woman. I'm a mother. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. I practice this. And I really believe some of these things, I am operating in my purpose. But these are things that I do. But the truth is, all these accomplishments and all these activities allow me to forget that faith is what I do as well. I neglected that I had a wonderful privilege and an opening to use my faith for greater capacity in my life or everything in my life, not just the things that seem hard, but for every little thing in my life. And you may too be a woman. You may have faith and you may believe, but maybe you've forgotten to flex your faith muscle. Maybe you've forgotten too busy as I did making things happen to recognize that your personal power and your faith does not have limits if we get used to operating this muscle as we do everything else in our lives. Our faith muscle needs to be operated. It needs to be activated in every facet of our lives. I'll tell you guys, my journey has not been absent of trauma and triumph. 
being a woman who's used to getting things done. And one of the ways I cope with my life life was really being busy, busy at work, busy at home, busy seeking to control others in my life, busy in my thoughts, busy helping others. But I recognized in my coming out journey that I needed to get busy and operate in my faith at a deeper level. And this is where I was in my journey. I needed to evolve some more. And if you've read my books or you heard me speak on my other podcast episodes, I talk about coming out as a lifelong practice. Coming out means we are always ever evolving in this journey called life. Well, in this period in space and time, I was um, led to read um, a scripture in the Bible, a story that may be familiar to you who read the Bible, have raised in the church or just heard these stories over biblical stories. Um, when Jesus is raised as Lazarus from the dead. This is in John 11, and the context of this is that Jesus is with his disciples, and he's not in the same town where Lazarus and Mary and Martha are living in Bethany. And he gets word from Mary and Martha that Lazarus, his friend, is sick, and they want him to come to see about him because he's sick. Well, Jesus doesn't come. Jesus hears the message, and he says, you know, I need to go and see about my friend Lazarus. He's sick. But he waits a couple of days. He's doing some things over there and he's handling some business over here and he doesn't go. And when he decides to go, he tells his disciples, you know, I need to go and see about Lazarus. He's sick and I need to go make sure he's well. And they don't think much of it because they think that, oh, he's just sleeping. You know, what's the big deal? But And they recognize going back to this territory, there's some risk for Jesus. And so they're wondering, you know, why he's making this choice. But Jesus says, I must go and I must do this. I must, I must make him well. And so they get back to the area to where um, Lazarus is out, has already died. It's the fourth day that Lazarus has now been dead. And um, Martha recognizes he's there and he goes and she goes, excuse me, to see Jesus. And she says to him, Jesus, if you would have been there, my brother wouldn't have died. And he says, do you believe? And she says, yeah, I believe in the resurrection. I believe that in the end times it will be resurrected. He says, but I am the resurrection. I am the way in life you know I am the resurrection if you believe in me you'll have life again and so and she says okay you know and Jesus um, says where is Martha Martha's in excuse me where's Mary Mary's in the house and she's with the mourners and she's in the house doing that and he says send for her so he sends for her and she comes and when, when she goes the mourners go and follow her and she falls at the feet and she says if you would have been here my brother wouldn't have died and Jesus responds to her and says didn't I tell you if you, you will see the glory of God if you believe. And here's what I'm talking about if you're listening to me today. If you believe. That was a reminder to me that I needed to go even deeper in my faith. I needed to believe even more. And he says to them, roll the stone away. And then Jesus looks up to heaven. He says to Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I say it out loud for the sake of these others who are standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. And Jesus shouts, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out and his hands and feet were in grave clothes and a face was wrapped in a headcloth. And Jesus says to the deaf, unwrap him and let him go. And so I want to say to us, each of us, whether you believe in God, whether that's your faith, that you have some faith because you believe in something, that God is calling each of us to a new level of faith. Oftentimes we seek God for healing and provision, for growth, for peace, for freedom, for so much more with the hope that he will hear us and answer our prayer. In the story where Jesus is raising lives from the dead, 
Both Mary and Martha had faith, but their faith was limited to Jesus answering and showing up on their timeline in ways that they thought healing and deliverance should look like. Well, God does show up, but Jesus showed up on his timeline for Mary and Martha and Lazarus to recognize and all those who are around that his time has no bearing on his capabilities based on our timelines. What does that mean? In life, when it appears that you've been waiting on God to conquer, you've been waiting to get this accomplishment, you've been waiting to get this next level, you've been waiting, you've been prevailing, you've been travailing, you've been doing your thing to conquer this great mountain, to get over to better finances, to get better health, to get better relationships, to move out of depression, to have emotional health, or whatever it is. And you're only seeing pieces of that mountain fall down. God will dispatch his power, his presence and privilege to tear down all that mountain so we can see who he really is, so we can recognize that his timeline is really an exercise of growing our faith. Think about that. I had to come to this truth. I was waiting, I was praying, but really his timeline was about my faith growing, about me deepening my faith, about me giving faith another chance. So if you're waiting for completeness in an area in your life and you need renewal, you need restoration, matter of fact, you're living through this pandemic, you don't know what's going to happen next. There's three words that Jesus says to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. He's signifying that we have to have enough faith not only to call on God, even when we don't even call him on a regular basis in those moments when we think we really need him, to have enough courage to come out of the space so we can fully experience that healing, fully experience that thing we're looking for, we fully experience that level of assurance, that level of victory. The command is clear to us if we trust God and if we're willing to listen, coming out is an act of our faith. And it's an act of forward movement. It's our ability to do that thing, to come out, to use our faith at another level. Give faith another chance to come out of the stranglehold of depression and anxiety. This means you must participate in the exercise of faith. Use the tools that are available to you, like counseling, support groups, reading, journaling, prayer. Build up your toolbox. Don't just suffer in silence. Give yourself another chance at faith by coming out by practicing don't keep practicing the same habits and looking for different results. So come out of that. Ask yourself the question, what am I doing to keep myself in the same place? Ask God to reveal to you in prayer the things you need to know about you to, to change your habits. Once you see this truth in yourself, through your journaling, through your prayers, through your meditation, act on it. If you need someone to help you, then ask for someone that you trust, that you can really seek in confidence and rely upon. Give faith another chance and come out of that suffering and silence. Talk about what you're going through. Look for those angels. Look for those people that God put in your life that he sent to you to bless your life. You never know who's there to help you or bless you. We only are stuck by choice. We must give ourselves permission to move, to move to a deeper level in our faith. Our mind your mind, your body, our soul is communicating to you to go forward, to come out of that internal contemplation, that inner turmoil, that ex or the external situation that needs to change in our lives, in your life. Once you make that choice, you exercise your faith to another level. Then we can walk in totality of freedom that Jesus told death to loose Lazarus. Our faith must be deepened, meaning we can claim our growth, our freedom, our peace, based on the confidence that God will lose the residual impact of trauma, loss and suffering of life's ups and ups and downs by his grace through our faith.
Here's a remarkable thing about living in our faith. In the story of Lazarus, Jesus told death to unwrap him and let him go. What does this indicate for you and I? The grip of darkness or the area of the struggle must obey the voice of God, the power of God operating in our lives. Our faith is the catalyst to our freedom, to our healing, to our favorable outcomes, to our growth. So what do I say to you today? I say, and I speak this to you as I speak it to myself, change your language. Listen to the words that we speak. Do not speak as we are a person who's not made progress. Speak as an overcomer, someone operating in victory, someone operating in assurance. We must not speak as that we're not, we're unsure that progress is happening in our lives. Listen to what we say. Speak words of transformation, of power to yourself internally and externally. Become your cheerleader. Fire yourself as a critic. Constructive criticism is meant to improve, not to tear down. Shift your language really starts with your mind. It starts in your mind. It starts in our mind. Change your mindset. The power of your mind is magnificent. You are creating a new movie about your life every day. Sometimes that movie is not aligned with the present reality of your life. You could be playing a movie of your historical biography that has gotten stuck in the loop because that's where you want to be. It's safe. It feels familiar to you. And sometimes you've given someone else the lead story in your movie or someone else the lead. When you think about that serenity prayer and God says, grant me the courage to accept the things that we cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. If you want to change your mindset, fire all those actors in your movies, including you, and recast yourself as the lead, supported by God and those who seek your best interest, and seeing yourself winning, healing, with joy, living, and breathing through it all. What does this look like? I'll give you an example. Recently, I was planning a trip back to my home state, and I wanted to surprise visit my mom. And I reached out to a family member, and I said, hey, I want to come. And you know, let's look at the schedule, see if we can navigate this. And she was like, sure, but I have to look at my schedule and I will see if this can happen. And immediately that negative movie started to come up. And I had a choice right then and there. I could live in that negative space. I could come out where I already came out from and, and create a movie that was positive and it was affirming. And that, that allowed me to see that this possibility could come to fruition. And I had some control of how I chose to navigate my experience in this, in this time. And so the movie came to fruition. What I wanted to happen did happen. That was because, I will say, an act of my faith and believing that, that I wanted something positive to happen in my life. And I could have chosen a negative viewpoint and a negative perspective. And that would have manifested. And so I say what it looks like is stopping yourself in in your tracks and changing your movie. Sometimes those movies could cause you undue emotional stress and recreate trauma in your lives. And so what I'm saying, you got to go back to your faith that's already been accomplished and recognize that you can choose to stop that movie and give yourself permission to take your thoughts to a higher level, a higher perception, a higher acceptance and have an outcome of peace, have an outcome that's favorable to you. Change your energy. They say, what they say the saying that you are what you eat. Well, you are what you think and believe. And so you and I have a wonderful opportunity to shift the type of energy that we carry and what we give 
and what energy it comes back to us by our faith, by our faith in God, by our faith in ourselves, by our faith in our purpose, by acting in a deeper level of faith. We change your direction by giving yourself permission to go to a new level of faith. The ball is in your court. It's 10 seconds left in the game and the score is tied. And the victory means that means one advantage, a point over your opponent. Will you take the last shot? Will you design the play that gives you the ball in your hands? Will you see yourself t- shooting that basket and the ball going through the hoop and you winning? Your faith is going to get to the next level if you say yes. So what I say to you, don't hold on to what hurts you. If you've grown comfortable here, give faith another chance by letting go of that fear because it's keeping you stagnant in an area of life. So why does all of this matter? It matters because we become driven by finding solutions in every issue in our lives. And we don't take the time or we don't sit still and, and exercise our faith. We know we can excel in at work and we can sell in some areas of our relationships. But, but, but have we become mediocre in our faith? Because we've become limited. We've limited ourselves and we've limited God. But the beauty of life is we get opportunities every day to course correct. And we must first be willing to see the impact of our choices. My truth is I had to own up the fact that areas of my life where my faith was limited. I was missing opportunities every day to deepen my faith and push myself beyond what Lisa Cook, what Dr. Lisa Cook could do. Could do and call myself to a higher level of faith by accepting what God could do in my life and the lives of those who I hold precious to me. So if you're listening today to this podcast, I hope you're considering what area in your life that you can give faith another chance. I hope you're wondering if you're missing that wonderful opportunity just to go a little bit more, just dig a little bit more. I hope you're hoping for a place where you can find more hope. I hope you're seeking just a little bit more peace. Well, if you are you're in the right place because my communication to you is that faith is waiting for you to activate it. God is waiting for and ready for you to call upon him again. But this time with assurance and this time with confidence, your spirit is ready and waiting for you to say with insurance and confidence that you got this girl and you can go to the next level, whatever area that, that faith needs to meet in your life today. There are no boundaries to God's capabilities. There's no limits to his timeline and how his power can manifest in our lives. Faith, forever, always, I will trust him. Faith. This has been Dr. Lisa Cook in the Coming Out Forums, and I hope this episode has been inspiring and helpful to your journey. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, peace.